This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. God calls Latinas to lives of influence. Find mentorship in 12 women of the Bible, including Esther, Rahab, Mary, and Lydia, who navigated challenges of brokenness and suffering, being bicultural and crossing borders. Keep listening for more information. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemini Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 15 through 49. The Nature of Israel's God Be very careful, then, because you saw no form at the time the Lord spoke to you at Horeb, from the middle of the fire. I say this so you will not corrupt yourselves by making an image in the form of any kind of figure. This includes the likeness of a human male or female, any kind of land animal, any bird that flies in the sky, anything that crawls on the ground, or any fish in the deep waters under the earth. When you look up to the sky and see the sun, moon, and stars, the whole heavenly creation, you must not be seduced to worship and serve them. For the Lord your God has assigned them to all the people of the world. You, however, the Lord has selected and brought from Egypt that iron smelting furnace to be his special people, as you are today. But the Lord became angry with me because of you and vowed that I would never cross the Jordan nor enter the good land that he is about to give you. So I must die here in this land. I will not cross the Jordan. But you are going over and will possess that good land. Be on guard so that you do not forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he has made with you and that you do not make an image of any kind, just as he has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. He is a jealous God. Threat and Blessing Following Covenant Disobedience After you have produced children and grandchildren, and have been in the land a long time, if you become corrupt and make an image of any kind and do other evil things before the Lord your God that enrage him, I invoke heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that you will surely and swiftly be removed 
from the very land you are about to cross, the Jordan to possess. You will not last long there, because you will surely be annihilated. Then the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and there will be very few of you among the nations, where the Lord will drive you. There you will worship gods made by human hands, wood and stone, that can neither see, hear, eat, nor smell. But if you seek the Lord your God from there, you will find him, if indeed you seek him with all your heart and soul. In your distress, when all these things happen to you in future days, if you return to the Lord your God and obey him, for he is a merciful God, he will not let you down or destroy you, for he cannot forget the covenant with your ancestors that he confirmed by oath to them. The Uniqueness of Israel's God Indeed, ask about the distant past, starting from the day God created humankind on the earth, and ask from one end of heaven to the other whether there has ever been such a great thing as this, or even a rumor of it. Have a people ever heard the voice of God speaking from the middle of fire, as you yourselves have, and lived to tell about it? Or has God ever before tried to deliver a nation from the middle of another nation, accompanied by judgments, signs, wonders, war, strength, power, and other very terrifying things, like the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes? You have been taught that the Lord alone is God. There is no other besides him. From heaven he spoke to you in order to teach you. And on earth he showed you his great fire, from which you also heard his words. Moreover, because he loved your ancestors, he chose their descendants who followed them and personally brought you out of Egypt with his great power to dispossess nations greater and stronger than you, and brought you here this day to give you their land as your property. Today, realize and carefully consider that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth below. There is no other. Keep his statutes and commandments that I am setting forth today so that it may go well with you and your descendants and that you may enjoy longevity in the land that the Lord your God is about to give you as a permanent possession. The Narrative Concerning Cities of Refuge Then Moses selected three cities in the Transjordan, toward the east. Anyone who accidentally killed someone without hating him at the time of the accident could flee to one of those cities and be safe. These cities are Bezer, in the Wilderness Plateau, for the Reubenites, Ramoth, in Gilead, for the Gadites, and Golan, in Bashan, for the Manassehites. The Setting and Introduction of the Covenant This is the law that Moses set before the Israelites. These are the stipulations, statutes, and ordinances that Moses spoke to the Israelites after he had brought them out of Egypt. In the Transjordan, in the valley opposite Beth Peor, in the land of King Sihon, of the Amorites, who lived in Heshbon. It is he whom Moses and the Israelites attacked after they came out of Egypt. They possessed his land and that king of Og of Bashan, both of whom were Amorite kings in the Transjordan to the east. Their territory extended from Aror at the edge of the Arnon Valley 
as far as Mount Sion, that is, Hermon, including all the Rift Valley of the Transjordan, in the east to the Sea of the Rift Valley, beneath the slopes of Pisgah. Deuteronomy chapter 19, verses 1 through 13. Laws Concerning Manslaughter When the Lord your God destroys the nations whose land he is about to give you, and you dispossess them and settle in their cities and houses, you must set apart for yourselves three cities in the middle of your land that the Lord your God is giving you as a possession. You shall build a roadway and divide into thirds the whole extent of your land that the Lord your God is providing as your inheritance. Anyone who kills another person should flee to the closest of these cities. Now this is the law pertaining to the one who flees there in order to live. If he has accidentally killed another without hating him at the time of the accident, suppose he goes with someone else to the forest to cut wood, and when he raises the axe to cut the tree, the axe head flies loose from the handle and strikes his fellow worker so hard that he dies. The person responsible may then flee to one of these cities to save himself. Otherwise, the blood avenger will chase after the killer in the heat of his anger, eventually overtake him and kill him, though this is not a capital case, since he did not hate him at the time of the accident. Therefore, I am commanding you to set apart for yourselves three cities. If the Lord your God enlarges your borders as he promised your ancestors and gives you all the land he pledged to them, and then you are careful to observe all these commandments I am giving you today, namely, to love the Lord your God and to always walk in his ways, then you must add three more cities to these three. You must not shed innocent blood in your land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, for that would make you guilty. However, suppose a person hates someone else and stalks him, attacks him, kills him, and then flees to one of these cities. The elders of his own city must send for him and remove him from there to deliver him over to the blood avenger to die. You must not pity him, but purge from Israel the guilt of shedding innocent blood so that it may go well with you. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 1 through 21. Laws concerning unsolved murder. If a homicide victim should be found guilty lying in a field in the land the Lord your God is giving you, and no one knows who killed him, your elders and judges must go out and measure how far it is to the cities in the vicinity of the corpse. Then the elders of the city nearest to the corpse must take from the herd a heifer that has not been worked, that has never pulled with the yoke, and bring the heifer down to a wadi with flowing water to a valley that is neither plowed nor sown. There at the wadi, they are to break the heifer's neck. Then the Levitical priests will approach, for the Lord your God has chosen them to serve him and to pronounce blessings in his name and to decide every judicial verdict. And all the elders of that city nearest the corpse must wash their hands over the heifer whose neck was broken in the valley. Then they must proclaim, Our hands have not spilled this blood, nor have we witnessed the crime. Do not blame your people Israel, whom you redeemed, O Lord, and do not hold them accountable 
for the bloodshed of an innocent person. Then atonement will be made for the bloodshed. In this manner, you will purge the guilt of innocent blood from among you. You must do what is right before the Lord. Laws Concerning Female Captives When you go out to do battle with your enemies, and the Lord your God allows you to prevail, and you take prisoners, if you should see among them an attractive woman whom you wish to take as a wife, you may bring her back to your house. You must shave her head, trim her nails, discard the clothing she was wearing when captured, and stay in your house, lamenting for her father and mother for a full month. After that, you may sleep with her and become her husband and she your wife. If you are not pleased with her, then you must let her go where she pleases. You cannot in any case sell her. You must not take advantage of her, since you have already humiliated her. Laws Concerning Children Suppose a man has two wives, one whom he loves more than the other, and they both bear him sons, with the firstborn being the child of the less loved wife. In the day he divides his inheritance, he must not appoint as firstborn the son of the favorite wife in place of the other wife's son, who is actually the firstborn. Rather, he must acknowledge the son of the less loved wife as firstborn and give him the double portion of all he has. For that son is the beginning of his father's procreative power. To him should go the right of the firstborn. If a person has a stubborn, rebellious son who pays no attention to his father or mother, and they discipline him to no avail, his father and mother must seize him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his city. They must declare to the elders of his city, Our son is stubborn and rebellious and pays no attention to what we say. He is a glutton and drunkard. Then all the men of his city must stone him to death. In this way, you will purge wickedness from among you. And all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. New Testament reading, Romans chapter 6. The Believer's Freedom from Sin's Domination. What shall we say then? Are we to remain in sin so that grace may increase? Absolutely not. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that as many as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may live a new life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be united in the likeness of his resurrection. We know that our old man was crucified with him so that the body of sin would no longer dominate us, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For someone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. We know that since Christ has been raised from the dead, he is never going to die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, 
he lives to God. So you too consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its desires. And do not present your members to sin as instruments to be used for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who are alive from the dead, and your members to God as instruments to be used for righteousness. For sin will have no mastery over you, because you are not under the law, but under grace. The Believer's Enslavement to God's Righteousness What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? Absolutely not. Do you not know that if you present yourselves as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, either of sin resulting in death or obedience resulting in righteousness? But thanks be to God that though you were slaves to sin, you obeyed from the heart that pattern of teaching you were entrusted to. And having been freed from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free with regard to righteousness. So what benefit did you then reap from those things that you are now ashamed of? For the end of those things is death. But now, freed from sin and enslaved to God, you have your benefit leading to sanctification, and the end is eternal life. For the payoff of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and righteous and holy God. God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, O Lord, for the many resources that are available to us to understand your word. The testimony of the saints throughout the generations, the commentaries, the, the preached word, the Bible study teachers, we are so grateful that we do not have to discern your word alone, that you have granted wisdom and education to so, so many people. But moreover, O oh Lord, you have granted your very self to us through the Holy Spirit. So we pray, O oh Lord, as we move from Old Testament texts to New Testament texts that may be difficult for us to understand, and to even emotionally and morally grapple with, that we are not alone in this. We thank you that you are with us. God, we are reminded of the holiness of your law, and we're reminded also the ways in which human sin, the way in which we, uh, we have perverted uh, your law, the way in which we have used it to reign over others, and the ways in which through your grace you have restrained us from generation to generation. God, we thank you for the power of the Spirit now and that we are no longer slaves to sin. That does not mean that we, we don't wrestle against sin or resist it, but we are not defined or bound to it. We are defined by the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And so we thank you, O oh God, for that. We thank you that we are being sanctified by you and that our relationship to your law and commandments has fundamentally changed. Where before your law showed us our guilt, now your law shows us our way. Indeed, it is a guide to us. It is a lamp to our feet. And so grant us the wisdom to understand it and grant us the obedience to obey it and let us live as salt and light in your world, O oh God. In Christ's name we pray, amen. God created his Latina daughters to live into the incredible plans he has for each of them. But many have heard cultural messages that make them doubt their adequacy. We have not seen many Latina women in positions of leadership, and more mentors and role models are needed. The authors of the book, Hermanas, look at the lives of women in scripture and share their own journeys as Latinas and leaders. You are not alone. Join your sisters as you become the Latina leader God has called you to be. Get your copy of Hermanas, Deepening Our Identity and Growing Our Influence today from IVP. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's promo code T H E W O R D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.